0: Chapter Four, Part Three of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils by Selma Lagerlof Translated by Velma Swanston Howard This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia. Glimmengee Castle, The Rat Charmer it was getting on toward midnight when the gray rats after a diligent search succeeded in finding an open air-hole in the cellar this was pretty high upon the wall but the rats got up one on another's shoulders and it wasn't long before the most daring among them sat in the air-hole ready to force its way into Glimmergy castle outside whose walls so many of its forebears had fallen THE GREY RAT SAT STILL FOR A MOMENT IN THE HOLE AND WAITED FOR AN ATTACK FROM WITHIN. THE LEADER OF THE DEFENDERS WAS CERTAINLY AWAY, BUT SHE ASSUMED THAT THE BLACK RATS WHO WERE STILL IN THE CASTLE WOULDN'T SURRENDER WITHOUT A STRUGGLE. WITH THUMPING HEART SHE LISTENED FOR THE SLIGHTEST SOUND, BUT EVERYTHING REMAINED QUIET then the leader of the gray rats plucked up courage and jumped down in the coal-black cellar one after another of the gray rats followed the leader they all kept very quiet and all expected to be ambushed by the black rats not until so many of them had crowded into the cellar that the floor couldn't hold any more did they venture farther although they had never before been inside the building they had no difficulty in finding their way they soon found the passages in the walls which the black rats had used to get to the upper floors before they began to clamber up these narrow and steep steps they listened again with great attention they felt more frightened because the black rats held themselves aloof in this way than if they had met them in open battle they could hardly believe their luck when they reached the first story without any mishaps. Immediately upon their entrance the grey rats caught the scent of the grain, which was stored in great bins on the floor. But it was not as yet time for them to begin to enjoy their conquest. They searched first, with the utmost caution, through the sombre, empty rooms, They ran up in the fireplace, which stood on the floor in the old castle kitchen, and they almost tumbled into the well in the inner room. Not one of the narrow peepholes did they leave uninspected, but they found no black rats. When this floor was wholly in their possession, they began, with the same caution, to acquire the next then they had to venture on a bold and dangerous climb through the walls while with breathless anxiety they awaited an assault from the enemy and although they were tempted by the most delicious odor from the grain bins they forced themselves most systematically to inspect the old-time warriors pillar-propped kitchen their stone table and fireplace the deep window niches and the hole in the floor which in olden time had been opened to pour down boiling pitch on the intruding enemy all this time the black rats were invisible the gray ones groped their way to the third story and into the lord of the castle's great banquet hall which stood there cold and empty like all the other rooms in the old house they even groped their way to the upper story which had but one big barren room THE ONLY PLACE THEY DID NOT THINK OF EXPLORING WAS THE BIG STORK NEST ON THE ROOF WHERE JUST AT THIS TIME THE LADY OWL AWAKENED ACA AND INFORMED HER THAT FLAMEA THE STEEPLE-OWL HAD GRANTED HER REQUEST AND HAD SENT HER THE things SHE WISHED FOR. SINCE THE GREY RATS HAD SO CONSCIENTIOUSLY INSPECTED THE ENTIRE CASTLE THEY FELT AT EASE. THEY TOOK IT FOR GRANTED THAT THE BLACK RATS HAD FLOWN and didn't intend to offer any resistance and with light hearts they ran up into the grain bins but the gray rats had hardly swallowed the first wheat grains before the sound of a little shrill pipe was heard from the yard the gray rats raised their heads listened anxiously ran a few steps as if they intended to leave the bin then they turned back and began to eat once more Again the pipes sounded, a sharp and piercing note, and now something wonderful happened. One rat, two rats, yes, a whole lot of rats, left the grain, jumped from the bins, and hurried down cellar by the shortest cut to get out of the house. Still there were many grey rats left. These thought of all the toil and trouble it had cost them to win Glimmingy Castle, and they did not want to leave it but again they caught the tones from the pipe and had to follow them with wild excitement they rushed up from the bins slid down through the narrow holes in the walls and tumbled over each other in their eagerness to get out in the middle of the courtyard stood a tiny creature who blew upon a pipe all around him he had a whole circle of rats who listened to him astonished and fascinated and every moment brought more once he took the pipe from his lips only for a second put his thumb to his nose and wiggled his fingers at the gray rats and then it looked as if they wanted to throw themselves on him and bite him to death but as soon as he blew on the pipe they were in his power when the tiny creature had played all the gray rats out of glimingy castle he began to wander slowly from the courtyard out on the highway and all the gray rats followed him because the tones from that pipe sounded so sweet to their ears that they could not resist them the tiny creature walked before them and charmed them along with him on the road to valby he led them into all sorts of crooks and turns and bends on through hedges and down into ditches and wherever he went they had to follow he blew continuously on his pipe which appeared to be made from an animal's horn although the horn was so small that in our days there were no animals from whose foreheads it could have been broken no one knew either who had made it flammea the steeple-owl had found it in a niche in lund cathedral she had shown it to bataki the raven and they had both figured out that this was the kind of horn that was used in former times by those who wished to gain power over rats and mice. But the raven was Akka's friend, and it was from him she had learned that Flamea owned a treasure like this. And it was true that the rats could not resist the pipe. The boy walked before them and played as long as the starlight lasted, and all the while they followed him. He played at daybreak, he played at sunrise, and the whole time the entire procession of gray rats followed him, and were enticed farther and farther away from the big grain loft at Glimmingy Castle. End of Chapter 4, Part 3 Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia